today's show, we are going to break down a story creator format that we saw live here at Inbound that anyone can use to grow their brand on YouTube, on TikTok, on any online channel. And you're going to want to stick around because we actually break down and critique our own live performance at Inbound on the live podcast that you saw earlier this week. Before we get into the show, here's a quick word from HubSpot. Long hours, small teams, uninspiring content. Marketing for a startup is hard work. Thankfully, HubSpot for Startups can help you grow your business without growing your stress. Their all-in-one platform connects all your teams together. Plus, they have a bunch of resources to help you scale, and they offer discounts up to 90% off. So if you're ready to crush your marketing, look no further than HubSpot for Startups. To see how much you can save, visit HubSpot.com startups. Kieran. We're in person. We're in person. Hey, 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 what's up? Like, we're in fist bump. Like, I'm not used to being able to, like, actually, like, physically touch, touch each other. you. Like, yeah. like, actually, like, maybe look you in and the eye a little bit. And if you listen crazy. to the Tuesday show, one thing I did for the next live show is I removed my <laughs> pinky ring because it went all over Twitter. My team saw that and started slacking me this morning all over my Slack messages. So, are I you thought, serious? Yeah, was, they, was your team like, at Zapier with was was your pinky ring? With a pinky ring. <laughs> <laughs> I was that's like, oh, actually, that's an interesting take. That I like all that, you I, li- I like that somehow the pinky ring is worse than the tennis I'm bringing playing it back. It's robot. My favorite name. ring. I'm coming. It's it's coming back. It's but just the fact a break that today. that's worse than the fact that you have a tennis playing robot named Tim. That is, people have asked me about my tennis playing robot. I have to now after being in the states this week and hearing so much about pickleball. <laughs> oh yeah, figure out if I can get a pickleball tennis pickleball playing robot. That seems like the move. That seems like really lazy because pickleball is not that hard. No, no it doesn't no, look that but hard. You should, but you should play pickleball. Way smaller cards. All right. So we're, we're here live at the Creators Cafe at Inbound, HubSpot's event in Boston. And Kieran, you saw a creator that we're both fans of live here at Inbound. And you WhatsApp me and you're like, oh, it kind of struck me how powerful but how simple his framework for storytelling is. And I want you to break down for everybody who we're talking about here, what you saw, what happened. Right. We have Kip and I were on stage and immediately after one of my favorite content creators come on. His name is Stephen Bartlett. He has one of the most popular podcasts in Europe, 35 million monthly downloads. That's not the only thing he does, but he originated from social media. And the thing that he excels at is content creation. And he really has an incredible formula. I watched him for 30 minutes and I was trying to like extract what he was doing really well. And it was four clear steps that he did time and time again. So I want to break it down, give you each of the steps, and then let you react to it. All right, let's do it. First one is something that you and I love. Frameworks. Ugh, I love a good Everything framework. Everything, he, he started every single point with a simplistic framework. The framework was really well branded, and it was concise and clear. It was not overly complex. You did not need to be some sort of data scientist to figure out what he was talking about. So that is really the first thing. Do you have an example of one of the ones he did? Can you remember? I can't remember. You can't remember. That's why I have to. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay. clearly, you but can't the remember. reason I can't remember is because I was not taking notes. <laughs> now he did have one about the three. He had one about leadership, the three categories of leadership. I can't remember the exact phrasing, but let me give you the framework. Yeah. So he had the way that he structures his team and figures out how to figure out who should be in the team, who should not. He talks about bar raisers, mm-hmm. and you are either someone who raises the bar, and for that person he tries to promote them. You are someone who just keeps the bar where it is. And for those people, he tries to coach them. Or you are someone that actually lowers the bar for the entire team. And that person, he has to manage out. So what he does is he asks himself, is this person a bar raiser? 
are they going to maintain the bar where it is, or are they going to lower the bar? And the, what he asked himself is, if we level set the entire team to that person's performance, does the team go up, stay the same, or go down? I thought that was a great, simplistic framework. Super clear framework. That is like really easy to action. Like I thought straight away I went home actually and do a, did that a little uh, three by two quadrant. Yeah. And actually started to think about even my team. You did, or teams no, I, in general I, I, in I thought way. you were going to say you did it for your family. You were like, I started to, you were yeah. like, buddy, the dog bar <laughs> yeah, yeah. lower. Yeah. Mom, makes the house a mess. mom Sorry. lowers the bar for everyone <laughs> underperforming <laughs> that quadrant. Need to manage mom. I'd <laughs> sister. Sorry. Sister, no, I'm not going to make it. She's a bar maintainer. I need to coach her to be better. But that's a really great way, right? When you're actually trying to hire someone or someone in your team, if we set the entire culture of the team to their performance, are we raising the bar, keeping the bar the same, or lowering the bar? So I actually lied because I did remember a framework. You I definitely remember everything about you it. Just, you so just dropped you a great I just framework proved my course. point. Simplistic but, framework. I just can't remember the exact name of what he called. Yeah, but what you're saying is it's not just about having a framework or a device when you're telling a, a great story. It's about making it very, very simple. Right. And so simple that even you, when you're not taking notes, can remember. Can remember, it, right? yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's 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 you does not overcomplicate something. Yep. The thing that I really took away as well is it's brandable, right? He had brandable terms, consistent framework. So that is really the first one. You and I know this. We always try to like have even in our inbound live session we did yesterday. We had the three P's, right? Mm -hmm. We tried to brand each one. We personality led growth. Profits make profits, and then have a clear framework attached to that. And I thought he did a masterful job of answering every single question with a clear and simplistic, concisely put together framework. Yep. All right. So he had the clear framework. That's one thing that he did. What else? Number two. Number and two. This is where you and I, I think, can get better. Yeah, we're not we, good at this part. We do good, not great. He brings the framework to life with an incredible story. And that story is always told through the eyes of, you know, a famous personality. He talked about an Olympic team. He talked about a scientist. He talks about someone who demonstrated that. And they can make it really real and tangible because it gives you the real example of someone bringing that to life, whether in that case of the three categories that I went through in terms of how you structure yeah. and build an effective team, he actually talked about a CEO who did that very thing, right? So he brings it to life with all of these stories. And the thing that you and I have always talked about when we see great content creators is they're able to extrapolate every point they make by telling a story of a real life example when this was brought to life for them and they witnessed it being done. And I think that actually sticks with people much more than kind of just the informational that you give about that framework. Well, right, yeah. That You help people retain that framework and actually use it through that story, right? Because the story is the device in which they can remember it, internalize it, understand how they're going to use it. You were, uh, you were last night, you and I actually got to sit down together. You were having a nice glass of Pinot Noir. Oh, a glass of Pinot. I, I deserved it. <laughs> I really deserved it. And, and you told me that. And I had a ball left up. I, I, I immediately had like a kind of a counterintuitive feeling and thought, which is you and I, and a lot of people I think who create, we start with the framework or we start with the idea and then we try to figure out a story. Right. The story is actually more important. We actually exactly. need to start with the story and then work from there to whatever framework or point we're trying to make. I think we don't do a good enough job of like packaging our stories and kind of having a running list of right. stories that have real emotional we, resonance we to them. We don't. So the best kind of maybe because we're devoid of emotion and feelings. Devoid, I don't know. Or, or devoid of human. I did think about this. Maybe me. I was like, are we just bad people? Maybe 
maybe me not wanting to interact with humans is like coming back a detraction from actually having <laughs> stories <laughs> like that's why all of my stories about my tennis robot or about my dogs but every all of the best content creators do one thing to like really excel here i know sam parr when i got to know him talked about this and others have talked about this they keep a notepad with them at all times mm -hmm. and when something comes up in their day they actually like write that story down right so it could be something mundane that happened to them but they're actually able to say why wow, there's like a an actual moment of learning within this that i could actually turn into something content for my for my audience right and so i think that's like one way to do it is just getting better at being able to like spot those moments, those moments where there's an incredible thing that you've like witnessed and you can extrapolate that into like a teaching moment, a learning moment. I love that. And I think that's something anybody can do. It's like, how can you log the stories you're trying to tell? And so stories and incorporating stories into any show, any piece of marketing content, whatever that may be, is just number one cheat code to get resonance, get emotion, get engagement. Right. All right, so that was number two. Before we get to number three, I have to ask the YouTube audience a question. I have to ask you the question. Do you think Kieran is taller or shorter than you expected? The reason I ask this question <laughs> is know. because this week at Inbound, yeah, many everyone, people have come up is, to him this is telling him both thing. of those things. Multiple right. people have come up to you in my presence being like, you're much shorter than I thought. And then multiple people have come up, <laughs> Thank you. you're much taller than I thought. Yeah. And I was I like- take zero offense. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how both, so both of said, these things yeah, exist. Like, I think people think when I'm on- So drop a comment if he's taller or shorter than you thought. I'm wearing, I do wear platforms to try to make myself <laughs> a little bit taller. <laughs> I think people think when I'm actually on the Zoom, like I'm actually standing up when I'm actually sitting, I'm actually, I'm sitting down, I'm not that short. But no, I, that is the thing that actually, I met people here for the first time that I have worked with for years. For and years, The only yeah. thing that is really different is like you really can't tell the height because everyone is sitting down. That is the biggest thing. All right, so YouTube comment, Hit is Kieran taller or short than you thought? Okay, so we, we talked for simple frameworks. We talked storytelling. What's Stephen Bartlett's third key secret here? Okay. He always, and we talked about this in the little prep that we did right before we went on stage, <laughs> every segment needs to end with an actionable takeaway. People actually want to take something away from your talk that they feel they can actually implement within their own business, within their own careers. If they have not done that, they do not think the, con the content- Yeah, they don't think the that you were valuable. Yeah, it's not valuable to them. It's just like, goes out, it just goes out of their brain. And so he did a great job of him bringing it to life with that kind of, brandable framework, telling the story, and then leaving you with a clear, actionable takeaway. Like, here is the thing that you can do tomorrow to start to implement that. The example I did was, I actually went away and built that three by two quadrant. Now, yeah. part of that is because I'm a nerd and I love building two by twos. By the way, <laughs> I have an incredible two by two about product marketing and brand that we should do a show Ooh, on. Okay. I sent myself an Spoiler email. Spoiler alert. That was part of our conversation and another oh, nice. conversation we had, so that's gonna be for our audience. But I think that is the core thing. If you want to have people feel like they got value from the 30 minutes that they spent with you, there has to be a takeaway in terms of how they feel they can implement that in their own work or in their own career. And I think you have to always think about what are my audience going to do because of this, right? Like, yeah. That's the question I would ask us after our show. Like, what are our audience gonna do because of what we've told them? Do they think about something differently? Are they gonna implement something differently within their business or career? And the more we do that, the more I think that the audience are gonna find the content more valuable. Okay, so on the actual takeaway, I think this is one of those things where people are like, duh, of course you need to have an actual takeaway. I think what people think are actionable takeaways normally aren't actionable takeaways. Right. They're like, oh, I gave you a takeaway. You're right. like, no, what are you, delegate what are you more. talking I hear, about? I hear people like, how do you be a better leader? Delegate more. Well, uh, like, okay. I, I think, well, 
that's the thing. I think people confuse advice right. with yes, actionable I takeaways. That. I love that. People do not want advice. They want a, pers- a prescriptive thing to go and do. Right. Right. And the difference between advice and actual takeaway is I'm going to give you something so specific that it will be clear that you have done it or not. There will be like a true binary oh, if you have yes. done it or not. Okay. Right. I have many things to say on that. <laughs> you just you just gave me that. Yeah, I got I, up I, in the okay, chair. So this the is here, actually I got part of the problem a- with most people who work in tech who set goals. <laughs> it's like if you can't. If you can't articulate whether you have done that thing or not and it was successful or not, then you do not have even have you don't even have a real goal. You might not even have a real job. <laughs> right? No, but and you're there's right. so many and I'm telling you, it sounds so simplistic. I spend so many time with companies and I go through like what are their team's goals? And they're like, We plan to blah 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 blah. And I'm like, how do you know Activities you did- are not goals. Yeah, activities are not goals, not goals everyone. So how do you know if you did that or not? Like articulate to me like what does it look like if you did that? What changes if you did that? Uh well, you know, unsure. And then tell me how you know if it was successful and impactful. And mm. it's so simplistic to your point, but I think something had to, for it to be actionable, you have to be able to articulate whether you did it or not and it was impactful or not. Correct. So I think it was a great point. All right, so that's the keys to actionable takeaways. That's secret number three from Steve Bartlett. All right, what's the last one? The last one actually was harder to pick up on, but I really Oh, I like a little subtle I, secret. I think it was like really subtly done where he always ended with making you feel like you were on the opposing side. Or you, were, you were in the secret crowd, right? He was like, uh, most okay. people don't even understand this and never do it. And that's but you're why listening I, to me. You understand why I'm and you're going to go to do I'm it, right? That's I'm teaching it to you because you uh, are on the inner circle. And I love that. He did that at least three times where he talked about this is counterintuitive to popular opinion. Most people do this. Here's why they're wrong. Here's the framework. Here's the story where I saw that happen. Here's the actionable takeaway. And this is why it truly matters because if you do this thing, you're on the inner circle. You're in the crew who knows this and actually can put that to work. So, so he's else. great at helping people understand that they're in on the secret. And in, in right? the they're secret. in on they're the part secret. Of his Yes. And it's like, not only are they in on his secret, but if they're in on his secret, they are going to be successful when the rest of the world is not going to be exactly. successful. Right? Exactly. So do you feel like, like you were in a crowd, your brothers, everybody listening to this. Do you feel like people were more likely to go and take his advice because of that kind of yeah. letting them in on the secret crowd? Yeah. I think like, my two brothers watched it with me. We actually hung out, watched it. And there was like three things my brother took from it. He was like, wow, I, I, that has changed the way that I even think about how I approach things. Like he had this like incredible uh, okay. story where he talked about how easy it is for humans perception of things to change over time. So he talked about his childhood where the first time he ever got onto a plane was 20 years old. Actually very similar to me. We didn't have a lot of money when we were growing up. Never went on holidays. First time I went on a plane was when I was 21. And then five years later, he is running a very successful company and he's flying business class. And he's like, when I get into business class, the 10th, the 20th time, I'm throwing all my things on the top. I've got my space laptop. I'm on my laptop and I'm just in the work. And he looked over and there's a couple and it's their first time on business and they're like drinking their champagne. They're really experiencing the experience. They're like, look at the space. And he's like, we forget the first time we experience that because when you experience many more times, your perception of that changes. And I think that's an incredible lesson to learn and like resonate with people. And again, he had a great story and he had a takeaway from that and we scribbled the notes and it's another one that kind of really... It's one that I will put into action in many ways. So I think, again, coming back, 
he had an incredible formula and was a great example of a content creator understanding how to deliver for an audience. Right. Clear framework, right? Step one, have a super clear framework. Step two, have a really emotional, compelling story, right? Right. Step three was, do you remember? Actionable takeaway. Actionable takeaways. Four was the contrary. It's the contrarian view. Yeah, let them in on the secret. You're part of the the internal. Right. You're part of the internal tribe. Okay. That is the four-step masterclass (laughs) from Stephen Bartlett. If you want. 35 million downloads a month. If you want a successful business when you are in your early 20s, he had a great story where he got paid $8 million in stock for a company to do six months of consultant work, right? All of this is because he truly understands how to elicit emotion and deliver content. Totally agree. Okay, before we end the show, we did our first live pod Yesterday. It was yesterday. Jeez. Yesterday. Yesterday. First live pod. It aired earlier this week. Just a couple week. of thousand people. Yeah. Few, a few thousand people live listening to the, the show. What was your feedback? Like, what would you do different? Okay. Let's take people behind the scenes. Like, <laughs> let's, let's do a public do criticism of ourselves. I might prep to see how long it takes us to deliver <laughs> the content and not work it out live when we're doing Dude, it. Dude, you talked fast, man. Okay, do you know I what think, I would talk? So, I, think, I think you just came out a little I, hot out of I the came, gate, okay, my friend. So two things happened. Uh, I came out really hot because, first of all, it takes us like five, ten minutes to warm up normally. Yeah, we and do, so I'm we like, do I'm gonna come warm out, up. I'm going to come out and hit these You were backstage and you were like, I got to get my energy going. <laughs> I got this. Just, I got this. And, then and you, we and you were, got it a little too much. And then we were like 30 minutes. We had like 30 minutes and usually we have like an unlimited amount of time. And so I'm like, we have to get through this in 30 minutes. So I'm going to just like go motoring through all this content. We started too fast, went too fast through. Yeah. But I still think we, we pulled it back. We missed a couple of the actionable takeaways going through the yeah. formula and the stories. I think there was yeah, some I think, I think we had a couple of places where we missed great stories missed in great that stories. show to really like na- nail and land the to takeaways. Get an a, to get an A. Like I, I think for our first time doing it live. Yeah, what do you, what do you give? What grade did I'm you like give us? I'm like a C minus. I thought we were a solid B. Yeah, but we're we're pessimist optimist. Which one? <laughs> you're the optimist. I'm the pessimist. You know that. <laughs> I know. So, all right. So you're B minus. I'm a B. Yeah, I think we definitely came hot up from the start. And it's hard to manage visuals, do the live, oh, not worry. You see me like a whole, I kept looking back to see if the slide All right, was up. So, so if you're on the YouTube and you want to <laughs> see something funny, watch the show from Tuesday when we're live at, at Inbound. Kieran is spending half the my, time yeah. watching himself on the screen behind him. <laughs> I was trying to see if the visual was on the screen and no, then I got no, like really no, distracted that is by myself. Bullshit. That is total <laughs> bullshit. It's like, I saw you and it was freaking me out. I was like, what? terrible thing is happening behind me because he keeps looking behind me. Oh, and it turns out. out you were just so so I was checking out my uh, narcissistic. You were looking at yourself like, on the video. looking good here. <laughs> Sneakers looking good. What are we talking about again? Wait a minute. Where am I? <laughs> I really did sometimes think I was like, is, does he understand what we're talking about? I don't, I don't know. All right. So we're going to do more live pods. We're going to do more in-person pods. I would love a comment. Do you like it when we're live together or do you like when we're in our separate little rooms doing the show? What format of the show do you like better? Leave a comment on YouTube. I'd if you lo- like I'd lo- it live, we're going to do a three-month Airbnb south of France. <laughs> south of France? Five so, people out. So, sounds fantastic. Sounds fantastic. Sign me up. Hot I thought you were going to say I was moving to Ireland and I was <laughs> like, no, no, it's too rainy there. <laughs> it's too rainy there. You don't want to move there. All right. So, so that's our quick critique of our first live show. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. We'll be back with you real soon on Marketing Against the Grain.
We'll be right back. But let me tell you about a podcast from our network. Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, your audio destination for business professionals. Join husband and wife team Al and Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. Their audience loves the show's unique blend of theory and practice, which helps business owners and leaders simplify consumer psychology. If you enjoy learning what makes people tick, then this is the show for you. Recently, they did an amazing episode on what makes your team say yes, exploring the psychology of influence. Phil Agnew shares his rich experience in behavioral science and delves into the intricate psychology of influence. They explore the fine line between influence and manipulation, uncovering how subtle cues and messaging impact team decision-making and motivation. Whether you're a leader, marketer, or anyone interested in the art of intelligence, this episode is hacked with strategies and psychological principles to understand and harness the power of yes in teams and organizations. Listen to Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture wherever you get your podcasts.